Well, like I said, I, you know, I have been so desperate for six years, literally every day, all day, that when I had this clarity, this epiphany, that all I had been doing was figuring out how to love myself, how to value myself, how to honor myself, how to forgive myself, how to trust myself again. All I wanted to do was share this with people because like I said, I could see how all of our disease and depression, so physical illness and mental and emotional suffering comes just from us never learning how to love and value ourselves as children. And everything else is a symptom of it. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome, everyone. We have a very special guest today. I have today Blake Bauer. And Blake, let me tell you a little bit about him. Blake is an author of an international best-selling book, You Were Not Born to Suffer. Each year, he has helped thousands of people who cannot find effective support with conventional psychology, medication, religion. So Blake has an extensive background in psychology, alternative medicine, natural to traditional healing, and mindful meditation. Based on both of his personal experience overcoming deep suffering, addiction, and adversity, as well as his professional success with over 100,000 people worldwide, Blake's work integrates what he's found to be the most effective approach in optimal mental, emotional, and physical health. So Blake, welcome to the show today. Wow, 100,000 people that you've helped. That's pretty amazing. So you, Blake, Donna. I know that, sorry, I know that you did not always start in, in this space where you're doing so well and you've had some amazing success. And I know you've had some hardships along the way. So can you take us back to where that kind of transition started, where you had some things in your life that made some shifts for you? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, lovely to meet you and thank you for having me. Thank you um, for being here. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in a very dysfunctional and toxic family, like a lot of people do. And um, like most people had parents who didn't know how to love themselves and didn't have a healthy relationship to themselves and thus couldn't teach me how to have a healthy relationship to myself. And my parents and a lot of my family members had severe drug addiction problems. And so I grew up around that as my normal. Mm -hmm. And so as a teenager trying to fit in and be socially accepted, and I think just numb my own psychological and emotional pain that I wasn't aware of, I got heavily into drugs and alcohol. 
which progressed more and more to the point where I was getting high every day, all day mostly. Um, I started popping different kinds of pharmaceutical pills that I didn't have a prescription for. Uh, I was drinking excessively on the weekends. And then I started selling drugs. And so by the time I was 18, I had been arrested a number of times for drug possession. Um, and at, this, at, the, at a young age, my body was resilient and my energy was resilient and I played sports growing up. And I was also a captain of the varsity football team and had offers to play university or college football at the same time. And at, at 17, I was driving home from a party in the middle of the night and had taken uh, a couple Xanax pills and drank a bunch of alcohol and been smoking pot all night and was driving home in the middle of the night. And I sh obviously should not have been on the road. And I got to a freight train in the middle of the night, a very long freight train, and I was delirious and, and tired. And so I put my car in park right in front of the train tracks and I put my head back and I just fell asleep waiting for the train to pass. And thankfully I had put it in park, but I woke up to police knocking on the window and uh, I, I rolled down the officer, the, I rolled down the window and, and was quoted as saying to the officer, excuse me, officer, was I driving too slow? So if that gives you any sense of my state of mind <laughs> at the time, and thankfully, you know, thankfully I didn't put myself in an even worse position, but I had drugs with me, lots of them. And so I was arrested, got charged with a DUI. My, my football coach found out, I got kicked off the team. I was asked mm. to, to resign as the captain and told, you know, was asked to say, I'm not fit to represent my friends and, and my teammates. And so I went from being very arrogant and uh, thinking I was invincible to uh, my ego and my identity completely crumbling at the age of 18. And what was underneath that arrogance was a very tortured, insecure, lost soul that was in a lot of pain from his childhood and he didn't know how to talk about it. So I had no idea how to talk about my feelings or my crazy thoughts. And I was kind of just doing what my family had done and what my friends were doing and found ways to numb out and, and feel some sense of relief. And so at the age of 18, I found myself tortured psychologically and emotionally every day. And I was waking up very anxious, paranoid from all the drug use confused, lost. I had nobody that I felt that I could talk to about what I was going through that I really looked up to or respected. I didn't even know how to put it into words. And then at the age of 18, there's this mounting pressure of, you know, what am I going to do with my life? So at the same time, I'm going through my first real healing crisis. And then I'm feeling the pressure of, you know, do I go to work? And how do I make a living? And or do I go to school and do I study? What do I study? What am I supposed to be when I grow up? You know, and I felt so much pressure to have all the answers. And meanwhile, I couldn't think straight about getting up in the morning. And my, my peers and my friends seemed to be okay, seemed to be just coasting and going with the flow. Whereas by the time I was 18, I had burnt a candle at every end. I had broken many rules and laws. And so I was just in this place where all I wanted was to be okay and to figure out my life, but I wasn't okay and I was lost. And so 
it's a it's a it's a long story. So you know, feel free to cut me off at any point. But I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize here. <laughs> so at, so at 18, I started asking myself, how do I free myself from this suffering? Because I knew in my heart that life wasn't meant to be so painful. And then what's the purpose of my life? Why did I come here? Because I had already realized at 18 that you know, money didn't equal success and happiness because I had grown up around people who had chased that and then ruined themselves. Uh, in some cases, lost their lives, lost three uh, family members to drug overdoses. Um, and so I watched people destroy their, their families and themselves while pursuing material wealth and thinking that that was the answer to everything. And so I didn't have a true North at all. So, so all I wanted was to find that answer. You know, why did I come here and what's the purpose of, of my life? So I basically moved forward from the age of 18, every single day, trying to answer those two questions. How do I free myself from my suffering and what's the purpose of my life? And that- so Were you asking that, yourself that every day? Oh yeah, every day. So there was, no co there was no coasting for me. So that led me to reading, you know, first hundreds and then probably thousands of books on health and God and religion and spirituality and self-help and quantum physics and, you know, everything from the, the woo-woo airy-fairy all to the science <laughs> and, and rational and logic. And then I went to five different universities where I studied psychology, nutrition, all the sciences, and then eventually Chinese medicine, so acupuncture and oriental medicine. And during my years of being in school, I worked for all alternative medicine practitioners, like a seventh generation master herbalist and a, 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 an oncologist from China. And I sold vitamins and supplements at an integrative pharmacy just to be around natural medicine and and health and to pay, pay my bills. And um, so uh, I also then got deeply into spiritual practices like yoga and meditation. And eventually Qigong became a very big part of my life and my daily practice. And so after all these practices and after five universities and thousands of books and applying it to my own self and my own life, I had reached a certain level of health and peace and clarity in myself. But then I had a series of epiphanies where I realized that everything I had done in my own healing, spiritual and personal development journey, that I was really just doing two things. And those two things were really the same thing. In, in that search for healing and purpose, I was really just looking for love. I was looking for the love I didn't get as a child. I was looking for the love that I intuitively knew would heal me and liberate me. And I was really just looking for myself, aka looking for my true nature, which I believe is now an infinite source of pure love. That's one of the best ways to describe our soul or our, you know, our essence or our true self. And the journey to finding that love that I was looking for in other people, in a training, in a woman, in a partner, in friends, in family was me really just learning how to love and value myself. Mm -hmm. And so I could then see how disease from all my training, I could see how disease and depression grow in the body from us never learning how to love ourselves as children. And more specifically, never learning how to express our emotions and our needs in a healthy way, never learning to work with our thoughts and all of the negative beliefs and self-talk that we have that we, we feel overwhelmed by and tortured by. 
and, and then obviously not learning how to take care of our physical body. And so I was so desperate. I mean, from basically from the age of 18 to the age of 24, every day, all day, all I searched for was this clarity. And so when I found it inside of myself, I felt so liberated, like I had been in a maze for my adult life. And I, I was just running around confused, chasing my tail. And I felt like I had finally found the door out of the maze. And so I was naive and I was 24. And I thought, I just want to tell. How do I tell as many people as possible? And that was the beginning of the idea for my book and a very hard road uh, to getting published. And, uh, and now that book is in 10 languages and has helped a lot of people all over wow, the world. That's but, pretty amazing. But that's all just from a pure, you know, from that pure place in our heart, the deepest part of us that suffers and, and wants to be free from that suffering. Right, right. Wow. So there was so much there that you shared. Um, so I love how you had that transition as a kid, even though it was something you didn't really plan for or wish on yourself, but it happened and you were able to shift, you know, into, well, probably at the time you didn't, it sounds like you still went through some challenges after that, but you eventually knew there was more to life than just what you were dealing with at that moment. And so I, I just, I love that you were so eager that you were searching and reading and, and trying to find it every day. I absolutely love that because, you know, that's what it takes sometimes when you're going through something like that. So you, you talked about, you went through five colleges. Is that right? Wow. So do you have degrees then as well? No. No degrees. You just like decided to try out everything and check out all this stuff. So, yeah, so, let, and Sorry, so I'll say in high school, I cheated in high school because I didn't care about school and I couldn't <laughs> focus at home because my home uh -huh. life was so fragmented. My mind and my heart, I could not focus. When I went to university, I was a straight A student, but I felt that not everybody was there for the same reason. And I just felt like everybody was kind of playing the game, the social game. I want to get this degree. I want to get this label. I want this credential. But I didn't feel people really showing up 100%. And so I would be showing up and giving 100% to everything I was doing. And I didn't feel that same level of presence from my peers or from my teachers. And so as soon as I felt that somewhere, I moved on. And, um, you know, I was looking for the underlying causes and truth around why we get sick, why we get stuck. And a lot of uh, traditional systems of education don't really get to the root cause, which is why I kept feeling I had to pioneer my own path and create my own framework. Okay, so, so that explains why you would have went from one career or one area that you were kind of doing to another. So is that where you learned your kind of, you know, self-help kind of pathway I know you were also reading books, but were your courses you were taking, or you said you were doing yoga and doing some of those things too. So um, what was the one that you said was your favorite? There were so, there was so, so much. Yes. Qigong. So Qigong. it started with, Qigong. besides the academic studies, I, I practiced yoga most days for a number of years. Mm -hmm. Then I got into sitting meditation to really train my mind. And that became 
uh, the foundation of my practice and my life. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I got into Qigong, which is like Tai Chi, but older and the origin of uh, Chinese medicine. So yeah. it's a moving, you probably love it. It's, it's, the, it's a moving meditation where you unlock all the stuck energy channels, all the stuck blood and all the stuck emotion that's trapped in the body. And one way that I, you know, view disease and, and depression, which I'm sure you, you, you could um, uh, resonate with, is that we can look at disease and depression as stuck, just stuck energy, stuck emotion, and stuck blood. And then we ask, well, how does energy, emotion, and blood get stuck? And then you start to, you know, really clarify uh, the root cause of a problem and the solution to it. So, mm. yeah, I love that. So you went through all these things, you started finding things that were really resonating with your soul and your spirit. Did you just decide one day, I'm just going to write this book because I'm learning all of these things. So what, what kind of stirred up this book that you wrote? Well, like I said, I, you know, I had been so desperate for six years, literally every day, all day, that when I had this clarity, this epiphany that all I had been doing was figuring out how to love myself, how to value myself, how to honor myself, how to forgive myself, how to trust myself again. All I wanted to do was share this with people because, like I said, I could see how all of our disease and depression, so physical illness and mental and emotional suffering, comes just from us never learning how to love and value ourselves as children. And everything else is a symptom of it. And so I just literally just all, I was so innocent and naive. I just wanted to share it with as many people as I could. I never had a desire to be a writer. I never studied writing. And my very next thought was, I'm going to write a book. And by that point, I had trusted myself enough to listen to everything going on inside of me. And, and at that point in my life, I wasn't listening to anybody else anymore. Not, not, you know, t- not teachers, not my parents, not nobody. So I, I learned to really listen to that voice inside as the top priority, which is another reason that you know, a lot of us stay so stuck for so long because we don't trust ourselves. We trust everybody else's opinion, the experts, the, you know, uh, the authorities, etc. And meanwhile, we betray and abandon our inner truth, which has everything we need is always guiding us. But we've learned to doubt it, because we've been denying it and rejecting it for so many years. So true. I deal with clients all the time, too. I, uh, I'm a Reiki healer and, and a coach. And so, you know, being able to get to those emotions, like you said, you know, you, you found it, I found it and listening to our inner self. That's huge. That's huge. I mean, if people could just get to that, that in itself could change their life, but you just, you nailed it on the head when you said, you know, people listen to everybody else, but they don't listen right here, right here inside. That's all we have to listen to. And, and why that is, I'm guessing it's our society and kind of the way things are and how we're raised and, and all of those things. But, you know, to, to just go within, I really, really, you know, love that you're sharing this because I think so many people can, can listen to this and, and take away some valuable things there. You know, stop 
pause. Pause has been a huge thing for me lately. I've been teaching a lot on it and I, and it's really about just taking that minute to just pause. We live in a society that's rush, rush, rush. And then we have COVID that hits and everybody has to pause. And it's almost like nobody knew what to do because they weren't used to it. And uh, so how do you feel about that? Like, you know, we had this COVID hit. People had to pause a little bit more and, and struggled with that. So, I mean, I ended up having a lot of clients that had anxiety because they didn't know what to do with themselves. It was really a hard time. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing is, you know, obviously my heart goes out to everybody because it's such a, it really is such a hard time, whether you're struggling, you know, physically with your health or you, you know, your work situation has been, you know, you know, impacted negatively. Um, and then the category we're talking about is all the people who haven't yet acquired the tools yes. to deal with their inner world and face the truth and face themselves. And, you know, we live in a, the modern consumer rat race culture and everything's designed to help you keep consuming to run away from yourself so you can distract yourself from going out to eat and going out to drink and shopping and being on your phone and driving around and flying here and you don't ever have to be with yourself and so you know i think this was a big big wake-up call for the planet and i'm sure you know you feel similarly i'm just so thankful that i had the tools and had been living in a certain way for so many years that, you know, I was able to adapt and then be of service and not self-destruct or get stuck. Whereas a lot of people, you know, have been having a very hard time in themselves and their relationships, you know, financially. Um, but, but it's necessary. You know, I think we get to choose how we think about any situation. And so we, what's the most constructive way we can look at 2020 that's really the question we need to ask ourselves. Where, where's the silver lining so yes. that I don't get stuck? Cause that's not going to serve you. Right. We need to see where's the silver line. What was the value? What was the lesson? What did I learn? You know, maybe I get this reset. I get to pause and reset. And, and, and what do I want my life to look like moving forward now that maybe my priorities are more clear, like my health and my family's health and being true to myself and not wasting my time here. You know, I think these are all really important themes to take away. And I think for our, for your listeners, right, we get to choose, you get to choose. So if you want to be the victim about this, then you're going to stay the victim and you're going to stay stuck. And that's okay, because your feelings are valid. But if you're sick of feeling sorry for yourself, and you want to move forward, you can choose to look at the situation in a way that serves you, instead of keeps you in this dark place. So... <laughs> That right. is just perfect, perfect way to kind of talk about 2020 because, you know, you're right. So many people are saying, I just want it to be over. And it's like, well, yeah, let's pause and look at what is good in this right now. You know, there was a lot of people that had to take time to just reflect. And I think so many people are out of their head or in their head, I should say, and, and not into feeling that it, it that's why they struggle so much so you're right you know and the ones that were already there could handle it in a very positive way but and i'm not saying that's a bad thing it's just something they haven't been taught yet so you know it's just we learn and we grow and we evolve through the years so 
really appreciate your message today. And, and I know that your book is uh, something that it sounds like is really helping people. And that's something that you're wanting to share with our audience today. And again, um, I want to make sure it's called You Were Not Born to Suffer. I really love the title of that because it really tells it all. We weren't born to suffer. We put that suffering on ourselves, don't we? And so um, I'm excited to actually read it. it. Sounds like we can get the first 70 pages for free to check it out. Is that right on Amazon? Yes. And great, on my great. on my website too as a PDF. If you don't use Kindle, oh, okay. great. there's a PDF on my website. Yeah. All right. Very good. And your website is? Uh, Unconditional-selflove.com. Okay, perfect. So we will put these in the show notes so that people can click on them and, and find your book and be able to find your site and all of that. So I, I always ask at the very end of our episode together, I always ask, what is the one thing that really made that, that biggest shift for you that you were doing at that time that somebody that is going through it right now that needs something to just help them through that what would you tell them to start doing what was that one thing that you did that that really helped will you give me two because i can't choose between <laughs> okay. two and i'll make it as brief Sounds as good. possible we'll give you two. <laughs> um, so the first one is that I believe everybody needs to practice at least 10 minutes of meditation first thing in the morning, because most of us are the victim of our negative thinking. So we wake up and our thoughts are all over the place and we're anxious and we're scattered and we're spread thin. But eventually you can come to realize that life doesn't have to be that way. And there's something you can do about it that's very effective. And all you need is 10 minutes. So 10 minutes of meditation in the morning is enough for you to become more present and not get so carried away by all those wild horses or all those voices in your head and to come back to your breathing, come back to your body, harness your energy, be more present and not be panicked getting out of bed in the morning. And that's mm -hmm. obviously the abridged version of one. And two is that you got, we got to start talking about everything that we feel in our lives, in every situation, this was a game changer for me in learning that I have to stop making myself wrong. And, and that's something we all do in some shape or form. In, 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 no matter how evolved we are, it's very subtle. It's very easy to make your feelings and your needs and your dreams wrong in some way. So even if you judge yourself, even if you feel ashamed of what you're feeling or what you need or what you want, you have to say that it matters because if you don't say what I feel, what I need and what I want matters, then you're going to never feel like you matter. And, and you're going to feel like nobody respects you and you don't matter to anybody else and that nobody values you. But what the truth is, is that you're not valuing yourself and it all starts there. So we got to, you got to value your mind first thing in the morning, which will then help you value your inner world and say, I matter, AKA my feelings matter my needs matter, my desires or my dreams matter, and health, happiness, peace, good relationships, the work you love, everything starts from there. That's how you stop fighting yourself, stop turning in on yourself, and you start unraveling all the knots and the web that you're stuck in and that you've created. Mm, that's beautiful. I love ending with that. 
Thank you for uh, coming today and sharing your message. Thank you for writing this awesome book that I'm excited to check out and read. And I'm sure some of our listeners are as well. So uh, I just appreciate you being here today and sharing your story and your message and being vulnerable and sharing all of the, you know, stuff that we don't like to talk about from our past, but you know what? It's real. It's who we are. It's what we went through and that's okay. That's okay. Like you said, being able to be okay with what you're feeling. Love that. That was so good. Thank you again, Blake. I appreciate your time today. And uh, maybe we'll have you back again sometime. Would love that. Thank you, Donna. You're welcome. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.